broadcasting from the Summer Skate Studios. Summer Skates, the ultimate hockey player's footwear. This is Club Hockey Southwest Weekly. Club Hockey Southwest Weekly is brought to you by Caesars Entertainment Resorts and Casinos. Nationwide or worldwide, there will always be a Caesars Resort in the center of the action. Boost Mobile, everything you've always wanted in a mobile carrier. By Jesse Ray's Barbecue in Las Vegas. Championship taste for lunch, dinner, or a pregame feast. Behind the Mask and BehindTheMask.com for all of your hockey needs on ice or in line. By OxyPow, our chemical-free line of cleaning products gets the funk out of your equipment or office. Visit us at OxyPow.com. UNLV Hockey, ACHA D1 Hockey, world-class city. By M-Drive, take our short quiz at mdriveformen.com and see which M-Drive fits your lifestyle. By Summer Skates, show off your team pride with shower shoes and koozies for the whole squad Go to icetimehockeysw.com slash partners and click on the Summer Skates banner. Buy Burrito Express, six East Valley locations for great taste and great value. Go to burritoexpress.com to find the location near you. And buy the University of Arizona Wildcats. Club Hockey Southwest Weekly is a part of the icetimehockeysw.com network. Here are your hosts, Scott Strandy and Stephen Marsh. All right, welcome in, hockey fans, anywhere that you may be listening to us tonight. This is Club Hockey Southwest Weekly. This is our ACH, WCHL hockey show. Scott Strandy joining you tonight, not from Scottsdale, Arizona, not from Las Vegas, Nevada, but from St. Paul, Minnesota, as uh, I gear up tomorrow for a NCAA NCHC Media Day. My co-host, as always, Stephen Marsh, joining me from that beautiful city of Las Vegas, Nevada. Stephen, how are you tonight? I'm are doing good, mute? yes. It <laughs> are is, you on uh, mute? <laughs> closer to hockey season. As you said, you're in Minnesota for NCHC Media Day. I'm still... I'm here. Can you not hear me? Uh, you're you're coming in and out. Okay, you're just a little you're a little bit of a drag on my that. end of it. So we're can just you hear a me now? Behind time, but yeah, much better. Okay, well, you're so coming you're in and out on my end too. So I'm not sure if there's a connection issue or not. So yeah, well, let's keep trying here. It'll uh, it'll work itself out hopefully. Um, so anyway, uh, I made the trip up to uh, Minnesota, uh, NCHC hockey. As I told everybody, September fifteenth was going to be the startup day. It's going to go crazy. This is. Uh, this is the day that the uh, the uh, NHL and their rookies officially start their camp. You'll be out tomorrow. I know there are medicals going on today, so uh, you'll be out to see the Silver Knights, I think, tomorrow, correct? Yeah, the Golden Knights rookies. Yeah, they're going to be they're going to be out on the ice, and I yeah, believe Golden Silver Knights, Knights head coach Manny Vivros is going to be the the. But Silver Knights head coach Manny Vivros, I think, is running the running the team in the camp. I think so. He'll, be, of course, he's involved in that, and they're going to be out for practice tomorrow, and then they're going to travel to Arizona for the games this weekend in in Glendale and Scottsdale. And of course, we're going to be covering that, and I will be flying out to Arizona Friday to, to cover those as well. So it's going to be it's going to be exciting. But 
we got our AC, some couple ACHA, one ACHA team that we cover already started their season. One starts this week. So, yeah, a lot of hockey going on here in the middle of September as we get ready for the season. Yeah, it's, it's odd, Stephen, to see the uh, <laughs> Metropolitan State play at Colorado. And uh, Colorado got the first uh, WCHL win of the season, correct? Yeah, that w- yeah, that would have been a good that would have been a good actually. That's not what I hear for the show, but that would have been a good trivia question. But that would have been a little too easy. I think I've got one that's a little <laughs> bit more difficult, but not too difficult because we're going to talk about it throughout the show. So people are listening to the show; they're gonna they're gonna get the answer to the trivia question here in a little bit because we're going to talk about this team and and their season starting up. So, <laughs> and also our friends at Maryville jumped out to uh, a great 2-0 start by uh, hosting the University of Alabama and coming away with a couple of wins, a 4-2 win on Saturday night, and I believe it was a 10-0 win, a shutout win on their opening night on Friday night. So congratulations to uh, John Hogan and the Maryville Saints for uh, jumping out quickly. They have their hands full this weekend and also ties into uh, – what UNLV is going to see uh, coming up when they open the season because uh, Illinois is traveling to play Maryville this weekend. Yeah, it's going to be Maryville is going to have a, a tough battle ahead of them. I'm sure the UNLV coaches will be will be watching that game uh, this weekend, watching those games this weekend uh, if they're able to with, against Illinois because that is going to be their first opponent. UNLV has been practicing uh, as they're getting ready for their season, they've had their, their practices this week. As, as I'm sure a lot of the teams are are doing the same, as they're gearing up for the season to begin. But, um, but yeah, it's going to be tough for them to have a tough battle against uh, Illinois. It's a good team. Um, UNLV has played them in the past. Just talking about it from a UNLV perspective, and has had some tough time against them. And they're a tough team for anybody to to play. And so it'll be it'll be interesting to see how Maryville does. As you said, they started two and zero, but. Um, Illinois will be a, a tough test for them, but we'll they'll be yeah. uh, they'll give it their best. And keeping with the Illinois theme, the Illinois State University um, Redbirds is out there. The Redbirds will be uh, taking on the Missouri State Ice Bears in the uh, Jordan Valley Ice Park in Springfield this weekend. So that'll get Missouri State off the uh, off the ground and running as well. It will and. And what's going to be nice for what's going to be uh, what Missouri State will have in their advantage, if if this is an advantage at all, is that they got to play last season. So they're, they're not they're not this whole twelve month or thirteen months or however long it was that they didn't get to to play because um, I don't think Illinois State played. Maybe they did a little bit. I don't know, but I don't think they did. So the, for Missouri State, at least in the WCHL teams, they're the only team that got to play. So um, they're going to be out on the ice and they got a season in at least. Par- part of a season and got to play in the national tournament. So, um, so yeah, it's going to be, uh, going to be nice to see them back out there on the ice and get ready to, to play and get their season started. You know, and as I was saying, uh, the 15th kind of is the uh, unofficial date that uh, really things get kicked off. I was out Monday to see, or Tuesday to, um, see Arizona state for the first time. They had allowed media in to watch their practice at the NCAA level. Um, when we talk ACHA though, um, the university of Arizona, as most people know, uh, doesn't have ice yet. So they usually travel up to the Valley, the Phoenix Valley to, um, to get some ice time in. They, uh, were up Saturday, 
Uh, they didn't uh, go Sunday because they had a little little outbreak uh, of the COVID stuff. So I don't want to go into too much detail on that, but they uh, they had to cancel a couple of practices. And um, so they're, as Coach uh, Berman told me, he said um, their limited ice time has just gotten a little more limited. Yeah, it has. And, you know, Arizona's always kind of been in a tough position because you're right. They don't have a lot of ice availability near them. As you said, they have to travel to, to the Valley, which was about, is that about an hour, hour and a half, two hour difference between metropolitan. It's an hour and a half to two hours, depending hour on what part of the Valley you're going. Yeah. Yeah. So it's, that's a lot that you have to do to, it's, it'd be like, it'd be like here uh, if Las Vegas, which we know has plenty of ice, but let's just say for an example that, um, and people aren't familiar with, with Vegas job, it'd be like going from here to let's say Barstow or beyond every day to practice because I mean that Barstow, California, Victorville is about two two and a half hours from here. So, um, so it'd be it'd be like people, you know, V players having to go to Barstow to to have practice. So I mean, it's dedication for Arizona, but um, they they make do with what they what they do, and uh, and they they do what they best they can do. But we hope that the situation there with their team and and as you mentioned with the the COVID situation there, hopefully we'll. Will pass, and you know, I guess if it's going to happen, it's as we've said, as we said last season when teams were playing, when we navigated through COVID seasons, you know, if it's going to, you're going to have some some cases, maybe get it out of the way at the beginning of the season or even before the season, so you have as few disruptions as possible. I, I told Coach Berman that very thing. I said, if you're going to have it happen, happen now. Uh, let's hope that nobody gets sick, uh, really sick with symptoms, and and to the point where it's, uh, you know, it's a, a tragic thing but uh, get it out of the way get everybody uh, done and, and move on but uh, you know one of the things Stephen, I heard uh, coach Powers told us uh, Tuesday that his team is 100% vaccinated and I don't think there are a lot of teams that are 100% vaccinated at least that I know of and uh, clearly coach Powers said hey you know what he said it comes down to the health of our guys but uh, almost equally as important as the guys are sick of getting tested all the time I just didn't want to do it anymore yeah, I mean, we we know that the um, as as much as we thought and we would love to be out of the the COVID situation. Obviously, it's it's not done with us, and and you know it's it's still out there. And you know, a lot of people have gotten vaccinated, but now we're seeing you know even people that are getting vaccinated are still getting it. But you know, hopefully, the vaccine does its job and keeps it from being serious. And that's the whole goal of it. Um, we always said that the the vaccine wasn't necessarily going to be a hundred percent cure all. So um, there are going to be people that will get it still and just hope that you know it's, the vaccine does its job and, and keeps keeps it being from being really severe so hopefully that doesn't deter people and uh so but we just got to continue to be smart and, and and if you can get vaccinated get vaccinated i'm not gonna say you have to do it or do it you know it's people's choices but uh you know we know how how it's uh, can really protect you if if you do get it and and if, well, if well, getting it, and then and then just you know just continue to you know if if you have you know wear a mask and and be out you know just be careful about what you do and, and protect yourself just like you would with a lot of other things we know enough about it now to to kind of uh, to for people to decide to protect themselves and hopefully can protect others as well so we we can have as few disruptions as possible as we go into this this season with uh, all the hockey that we have um, at all levels yeah and you know here's the thing with it and i don't want to get too far off on a tangent on it but i think it's important is um you know we knew there were going to be variant spins off of this virus it's just the nature of it right so um that's going to happen there's going to be cases 
Uh, it's not just going to go away. And when you think about how quickly this vaccine compared to other vaccines for other types of diseases were thrown together, it was thrown together that way because it had to be, right? I mean, we were losing so many people in the middle of this pandemic that, uh, you know, the drug companies had to get out and try to find some sort of uh, way to combat this. So, you know, that's that's just the facts. And uh, as things get rolling, we hope that everybody will be able to continue to be safe. Like you said, masks, like tomorrow I'm going to be uh, at the XL Energy Center for the NCHC. A mask is still a requirement there, no fans. It'll be just uh, uh, the captains, uh, the captain and the uh, head coach from each team. And then, of course, the NCHC commissioner and their uh, director of officials will be there as well. So that they're still taking it very, very seriously. I mean, it's like uh, I traveled today, obviously, from uh, Arizona to Minnesota, and it was uh, mandatory masks, I mean, the entire flight. And uh, I'm happy to say and proud to say that everybody on the flight that I saw anyway was compliant and there wasn't any outbreaks or anything going on where people were being disruptive. It just uh, was very smooth. The flight was smooth, and that's all we can ask at this point, correct? Yeah, I mean, it's situations uh, similar here in Las Vegas where masks are, are still required in indoor spaces here in uh, in Nevada. And so, you know, the Golden Knights, as you said, they're opening the rookie camp. They still will not be open to the public. Media will be there. I'm sure masks will be required. And they're going to have in-person availability, but you have to show proof that you're fully vaccinated to, to be in the room there for, for the, uh, the, the media availability. So I'll have that ready to show and uh and it'll be the situation same in the, at the rookie camps uh, at least this week and i'm sure it'll be similar requirements to to have be able to attend media availabilities and stuff so um it's you know that's how the teams are trying to do the best to to protect um you know who they're in contact with and and who who gets around them to to you know in far as media members and others within their organization and uh it's i mean we're seeing it across uh the pro levels uh nhl's requiring staff members to be vaccinated we saw what happened with uh, a columbus coach and i know I, I listened to the monday show you and rob did and talked about that a little bit with one of the columbus assistants not, not going to be able to be with the team because of that because of his decision not to get vaccinated for whatever reason we don't know that but uh but yeah so it's just but we know it's still out there and we just have to to be uh to be vigilant and and protect ourselves as, as best as we can and then the teams are gonna to do the best that they can to to protect themselves and and uh and whatever level that is so um we just gotta do our best to to be, continue to, to be good citizens. Okay, we're gonna jump back into the WCHL here in just a minute, but uh, I think it's worth mentioning Friday, September twenty fourth, the defending champions in the ACHA D one uh, level, the Adrian College Bulldogs, will get their season underway at Arrington Ice Arena in uh, Adrian against uh, the University of Cincinnati. So um, that's a, a D two team they'll be playing to kind of open up the season. But once the uh, defending champions get rolling, and uh, that that's kind of where you're going to start looking at your benchmark, right, to see what the defending champions do. And, of course, Lindenwood gets rocking and rolling as well. And uh, in that same weekend, they're going to uh, play host to Missouri State. And I know you've got a little rundown on Missouri State because they will, in fact, open their home season, as we mentioned, against Illinois uh, State uh, this weekend. So, that's all the stuff going on in that end of it. Um, I was out and watched a little bit of the uh, GCU black-purple scrimmage the other day, and I will tell you, they, they scrimmaged before they made their official roster cuts. And um, man, oh, man, uh, we've been talking all season, all off season about uh, what Danny Roy was doing there. And 
Um, not overly big, at least what I saw, but incredibly skilled and incredibly quick. Uh, if they get some good solid goaltending, and the goaltending wasn't terrible, but it's early in the year, and goaltenders usually take a little while to get going. But I thought Grand Canyon looked really good. Yeah, as I've said on this show before, it's a team I'm kind of intrigued to to watch and follow this this year. As, as obviously we follow all the teams in the WCHL, and keep an extra eye on them and just to see what progress they're they've made as a as a as a program as they are in the still pretty young in the Division One level. Um, obviously, they they had a missed season as well with with the pandemic, and I'm sure that didn't help in their um, in their development. But now they're going to have a chance to. But it did give them the extra time to to recruit some players, and they have kind of a couple of uh, about a year and a half of that of recruiting time to to kind of get their team together, and hopefully that may provide some benefit to them um, going forward. And um, as you said, they had their scrimmage and. And they've cut down their roster, and uh, I think some teams do that. They they probably have scrimmages. Uh, you know, we did a scrimmage a couple weeks ago, and they probably from that will will comprise a final roster. Um, you know, it's it's different than other levels. You can you have some extra. You'll have some. You know, it's not just an eighteen skater. You know, or twelve. You know, it's not twelve, six, and two kind of thing. You have you have some extras that you have. Uh, you know, that you can bring into the lineup. So, um, you know, they'll have they'll have more than twenty or twenty two skaters on a roster. Um, because they'll insert players in and out, players get injured and stuff. So, but it's going to be, it's going to be uh, interesting to watch Grand Canyon. I, I think it's a team that um, should not be taken lightly. Um, will they make the tournament this year? Uh, might be hard to say, but you just never know. And and I'm excited to to see what they put out there on the ice this year and and uh, come come through and and win and hopefully win some some games against some some good teams and start making some noise and show that they they're a team to uh, that they belong where they belong and uh, I, I think I think I think a lot of people better better not take uh, Grand Canyon lightly <laughs> absolutely uh, I know absolutely. Danny Roy and them have been working hard to 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 really put themselves out there and uh, and so it should be uh, I guess that should be fun and exciting to to watch that team play this year Okay, here's what we're going to do. We're going to throw out the trivia question, then we're going to take a quick break. But uh, before we jump into that, you've heard me say this. I think the uh, WCHL is going to be the toughest uh, competition from top to bottom. I'm not saying just the top four or five teams. I'm talking one through ten. They will be the toughest ACHA D1 division in all of ACHA hockey. I just truly believe that. And I hope they prove that out to us as the season gets underway. So before we take the break, you give us the trivia question. Uh, here's how it works, folks. It's a uh, sizzling September summer skates trivia. So what we're going to do is Stephen's going to read the question. You're going to get a chance to answer it. If you answer it in the chat bar, uh, the first correct answer that comes in will be the winner. You'll get a pair of summer skates sandals, and you'll get a summer skates uh, koozie with our new College Hockey Southwest live logo on them. And everybody um, wants those, Scott. So these are this, everybody, everybody. Everybody wants does. them. There's people probably reaching out to you every minute of the day, saying, "How can I get a? How can I get my hands on those?" Well, here's uh, how they, they can do it, right? <laughs> absolutely, this is how they can do it. So we'll uh, we'll have you read that question, then we'll give people some time while we take a quick break and hear from our partners, and we will come back and talk uh, more WCHL and ACHA hockey in just a bit so go ahead and take it away with the with the uh, trivia question steven okay this is uh, this is uh, this is the trivia question and uh, people can look this up or whatever they want to do and and we might even 
It might even get addressed as we continue with the show. But here is the question. It's uh, we, As we mentioned, Missouri State was the uh, only WCHL team to play uh, in the do- tournament last year. So let me. here's the question is who did they play in the WCHL – or not WCHL. Who did they play in the ACHA tournament? And maybe a bonus point or a bonus prize if they can say what the score was and who won the game. So, again, who did Missouri State play in their tournament game in the ACHA tournament? Um, the team that they played, and uh, what was the score, and who won that game. Okay, let's take that quick break. Let's come back in about three minutes and uh, start digging in a little bit more WCHL and ACHA hockey action right here on Club Hockey Southwest Weekly. Ask any hockey player in the desert southwest, and they'll all tell you the same thing. We love going to the rink and sandals. Now you can show off your game in style with summer skates, Officially licensed summer skates are comfortable, washable, and can be designed to show off your fandom. Phil Kessel, your guy? Big William Carlson fan? Or is Austin Matthews the man? Have your summer skates designed to show off your favorite NHL player or shout out your own game with your own number. Team discounts and customization available too for groups of 12 or more. Thirsty after getting off the ice? Our new koozies are perfect for keeping that cold one cold in the desert heat. Comfortable and durable. Show up to the rink in style. An authorized retailer of summer skates. You can purchase yours through our website at icetimehockeysw.com. I can't wait to get to Las Vegas and check out the fortress. Going to see the Golden Knights? No. Stopping at Jesse Ray's barbecue for lunch. Oh, that fortress. That combination of brisket, hot links, fries, mac and cheese, surrounded by offensive ribs? I'm in. Exactly. Jesse Ray's Barbecue, located at 5611 South Valley View Boulevard, right behind the Mandalay Bay Hotel. Check out their pulled pork, smoked chicken, or the fall off the bone baby back ribs. Jesse Ray's Barbecue has been voted the best barbecue in Las Vegas two years running. So whether it's a midday meal or a pregame feast, head to Jesse Ray's Barbecue for all their award-winning tastes. UNLV Rebel Hockey, located in fabulous Las Vegas, Nevada, is proud to partner with Ice Time Hockey Southwest. As a premier ACHA Division I university, UNLV offers a unique chance to play college hockey. Experience a pro setting in Hockey Mad Las Vegas while you earn your degree in any of our over 300 majors in one of the world's destination cities. If this sounds right for you, then visit us at rebelhockey.com to get your future started today. Your hometown hockey team, your Western Collegiate Hockey League champions, your Arizona Wildcats. Tickets for Arizona hockey are now on sale. Support your Wildcats as they battle ASU for another Cactus Cup championship and more at the Tucson Arena. Your hockey team, your Arizona Wildcats. Call 791-4101 for tickets now. Broadcasting from the Summer Skate Studios. Summer Skates, the ultimate hockey player's footwear. This is Club Hockey Southwest Weekly. 
All right, welcome back in, hockey fans. This is indeed Club Hockey Southwest Weekly. Scott Strandy joining you tonight from St. Paul, Minnesota, where it's a much cooler 65 degrees or so right now. Uh, you couldn't wait to get out of the. Uh, <laughs> you couldn't wait to get out of Arizona there, where it's been a hundred bazillion degrees. Uh, it has been warm. There's no doubt about that. Uh, Stephen Marsh, as you know, joining me from beautiful Las Vegas, Nevada. And, uh, now, see, Stephen? I'm going to be traveling this weekend, too, but I'm going from Las Vegas <laughs> to Phoenix, Arizona, so the weather's not going to be any different, so there's going to be no escaping any heat, although I think it's supposed to get cooler overall, but we're still talking, I think, what, the 90s and maybe low 100s. So, yeah, it'll, you know, it'll be low 100s. It'll be low 100s. But it's going to be nice and cool, and the ice rinks are going to be. Yeah, in, so and it'll be a dry not... heat. It'll be a dry heat for you. Just remember that. As opposed to a dry heat in Nevada. so Yeah. And the other thing, in Nevada, you get a few breezes every now and then. There'll be no breeze. It's just going to be hot. <laughs> but you're right. You'll be going into an arena. So uh, we'll be looking forward to that. That's the uh, the rookie uh, face-off tournament uh, being held at Gila River Arena and the uh, Ice Den in Scottsdale. At this is what you've been uh, wanting. You wanted, you wanted a, some sort of event that's right in your backyard. You don't have to... Mm-hmm. Here it you know, is. We have all these all these events that you have to travel to to cover, and now you get something that's right in your backyard, and the and rest of us have to travel. travel for yeah, us. Yeah, so I like it. We get to I travel, like so you like that, yeah. Okay, so let's uh, let's jump into these. Yeah, the, the kind of the start, if we can, September, the end of September, the first part of October for uh, uh, ACHA and particularly the WCHL teams. Uh, I mentioned that Adrian College gets underway that weekend. September twenty fourth and twenty fifth seems to be a big weekend for a lot of teams as a lot of the big names are going to get started, including the university of central Oklahoma uh, who will be hosting uh, the university of Alabama. And then also the university of Oklahoma will also be playing. Um, So there's going to be a lot of stuff happening um, over the next weekend or two next three weekends. Let's say Um, you see teams like Indiana tech. How about just like the next four, Next four or five months, there's going to be a lot of stuff going on. Yeah, absolutely. But but you brought this up, and I think it is well justified. Let's talk uh, Missouri State because they're going to open this weekend at home against Illinois State, and then they go on the road the following weekend to play Lindenwood. So tell us what you saw when you did a little research into Missouri State and their roster from last season and uh, wondering what will carry over. I know their leading scorer, Josh Bell, is now on the bench as a coach. So uh, we know that much. But what else did you find out, Stephen? Yeah, I mean, you know, you look at their roster. They had, uh, let's see, they had one, two, three, four, five, six players in d- double points or double double figures, double digits for points. That's what I'm looking for. As you mentioned, Josh Bell, their leading scorer, is now their assistant coach, so he won't be be on the uh, ice in skates, but he'll be in a suit there behind the bench. And uh, but he, you know, he somebody just came off playing from the team. You know, he'll he'll bring a lot of leadership uh, and and advice and stuff to the the bench. And I think that's a cool cool thing that they did there to to bring him on right off of playing to put him behind the bench and help out as an assistant coach. And uh, I think it's going to really should help the rest of the team to have somebody that was just in their position now helping lead the team. So that's going to be, uh, I think, an advantage that they. Or at least a, a plus that they'll have a the other in the season. The other thing I mentioned uh, earlier was the fact that they did play uh, last season, and uh, so that's what makes some of these numbers even impressive. They played 18, 17 games last season, and uh, and they had some of these players had some great great numbers like Hunter Cooley and Jacob Withall and William Bazinski. And I'm trying to, and I believe some of them are are back. So. Um, 
if I'm not mistaken, like Hunter Cooley, I mentioned him, and he's he's back again. So he's got 17. He had 17 points last season, eight goals, nine assists. So going to be great. Uh, as we mentioned, they did play in the ACHA tournament last year, and uh, you know they played Ohio in that uh, in that game, and it was a you were there for all the games, and you probably can share more about how <laughs> it was one of the more exciting games in the earlier it was, rounds. It was. I mean, that, it, it was it was tied. Uh, it was tied pretty late in the game, and then. And then obviously things didn't go their way, but it, it was a competitive game. Let's just say this. Um, Missouri State gave Ohio everything that they wanted and a real scare. Um, Ohio known as a little more of a powerhouse. We kind of joked about Ohio uh, the way they got into the tournament without a lot of wins. <laughs> That's right. Ba- Five and 15, I believe, when they would. <laughs> I, I remember that because yeah, I, was, I was talking about all, like how was a team with only five wins and 15 get in? But we had more enlightenment on that as the summer went on with, with I think, with uh, with those that were, you know, with they, the teams they played and the, and how close the games were and how compet the level of competition they had to play Ohio and stuff. So, um, you know, and there wasn't that many really as many teams playing either. So, you know, maybe it wasn't as well. It was still difficult to get in, but it wasn't maybe as difficult as other years to to make it in. But yeah, well, I think that's what we're all looking for is a little bit of normalcy where there's more teams playing and uh, you know more competitiveness, as I mentioned. Uh, University of Illinois is going to be playing uh, this weekend at Maryville. And, of course, then uh, the opening weekend of October, they're going to be at, at um, UNLV. So it's a chance to kind of compare and contrast and see what these teams have, um, you know, which is kind of nice when it crosses over like that. And you get a chance to kind of get a feel for the all of the WCHL uh, teams and some of the best opponents in the ACHA D1. Um, as I mentioned, uh, Alabama just came off of a sweep from uh, Maryville at Maryville, and now they're going to jump in and, and face off against the University of Central Oklahoma, which is uh, a team that we really don't know a lot about. They've been pretty secretive all season long, so we're not really sure what we're getting out of uh, UCO, but we do know they uh, they were uh, defending champion just not uh, too long ago. Yeah, they won a couple of tournament in fact that was we had a trivia question about that last week about the uh in the last 10 years uh we can say that now because it's what we but you know we, in the last 10 years we had three teams from the the wchl win the the tournament uh, obviously arizona state now the ncaa program but that time uh uh powers and uh, greg powers and, and and the team that he had at that time won the acha tournament and then central oklahoma wanted a with, uh, within like a couple of years of each other, I think 2015 and 2017, if I'm not mistaken, had it, had it there. So uh, yeah, they've 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 had some taste of the of the championship run, and so they are a team that maybe was looking to get back to that, and and we'll see if they're able to. But that just shows you how good this this league is to to have three three champions within the last decade. So it's yeah, and, and the league has only gotten better <laughs> in my <laughs> yeah, estimation. It's gotten bad. It's added, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's, it's, it's certainly has gotten a lot better with, with the additions of the schools they've, they've added in now with UNLV and a team that's always in the mix. And, and certainly uh, Utah's on the rise. And as we mentioned, Grand Canyon's hoping to get there. And, and also the teams that have still been in the, in the league with Arizona, who's always one of the top 10 every year in the regular season and always fighting for, um, you know, a good deep run in the tournament. And um, can't forget about Oklahoma's another, another team. And, you know, you got, as you mentioned, central Oklahoma and 
and Missouri State, who's and another in. sleeper, Stephen. You and I have talked about this uh, for a long time now, but Utah, I think, is going to be a sleeper team. I, I just think um, that that they're kind of under the radar. Nobody knows what to expect from them, and uh, and they could come out and surprise some teams. So they'll get underway as well uh, at the end of this month, um, the first part of October. I do want to mention though. Uh, we were talking Missouri State, and um, Missouri State will open at home this weekend. Then next weekend, they're going to travel to Lindenwood. And we had uh, the head coach of uh, Lindenwood, the, the uh, reigning ACHA D1 head coach of the year in uh, Rick Zombo on our uh, NCAA um, broadcast a couple of Sundays ago. And um, I'll tell you what, if you want to talk about a man on a mission, Rick Zombo. Uh, he's ready to uh, win that national championship at the ACHA D1 level in his own building next March and then make that progression from ACHA D1 national champion a la Arizona State and take it to the next level and play NCAA hockey the following year. So he, he definitely has that on his radar. It's important for him to uh, fare well and maybe win some games against competition against um, – uh, you know, NCAA teams this year. He's going to play five of them, but he really wants to win that ACHA national tournament, which tells you everybody that's ready to advance with their program understands that they have to have uh, a very, very successful ACHA campaign, if not win the championship before they make that move. Yeah, I mean, you look at Lindenwood and as you're as as you said, as they're getting ready to progress into the the next level, the NCAA Division One level, uh, what better way to get that coordination into the next level by winning uh, a championship? And and even even better that they're hosting it. I mean, it's just all the stars are aligning, Scott, for for Lindenwood. They're gonna be they're gonna play some NCAA programs this year, but they're gonna be you know they've got the coach of the year from last season, and they're gonna have the uh, hosting the tournament. Uh, they're one of the top teams already. They were last year, and they certainly look to be this year. And they have probably one of the, the favorites to, to win the tournament. So uh, be a, the stars are aligning for them to to have all that work Can out I add for them. one more piece we'll to that? If... Sure, go right ahead. Okay. After the, NC, or the ACHA National Tournament is held there this coming March in 2022, the following year, their uh, their facility is going to host an NCAA regional. So in theory, and this is a big theory, a big jump to make, but Rick Zombo's team could win a national championship at uh, their own building uh, this March. And then the following March, they could, in fact, play in their own building again or uh, – or in the uh, Enterprise Center. I'm not sure where that's being held up, but one of the regionals we played in St. Louis for the NCAA the following year. So you want to talk about things lining up? They have them lined up. Yeah, I mean, a lot would have to happen for that to, to be a reality, but, yeah, you never you never know. And, uh, you know, it's it's a tough – it'll be tough sledding for them when they make the NCAA. It's, it's a whole other animal. Uh, but uh, this is going to be good for them this year to kind of get a taste of it with a, with sort of a hybrid schedule with uh, some games against NCAA opponents and then obviously the tough slate that ACHA opponents uh, bring. Um, you, one thing you hope that they don't kind of do with, and I, and I don't think they will, but 
let's just speculate that this is one possibility that could happen is they are already looking ahead to an they know they're going to be an NCAA team that maybe they they don't try as hard this year but I don't think that's going to be the case because you still have players on there that want to win and they want to have that championship mindset but but uh, you know sometimes people look ahead and they just they yeah. see that they see what's coming and they kind of lay back and say well let's you know but I don't expect that from them but certainly let me tell you why I don't of. think that'll happen this year. Uh, Rick Zombo still needs to raise a, about $5 million to uh, make make the jump to NCAA. And I think he, I don't think, I know he's banking on his performances against NCAA teams and his opportunity to win a national championship before they make the jump as a way of drawing in some boosters. That's just flat out the way it is. I think there's people that are watching him very closely and if those two things uh, turn out the way he hopes they will turn out, I think they have some donors on the line that are going to step up and take care of them to move them on. And I really think that's why they haven't made an official announcement yet. They just want to make sure they uh, dot all their I's and cross all their T's. Yeah, I think I think that's going to be important. Uh, obviously, money is a big factor in, in college sports and certainly at the NCAA level. And, and so... They still obviously need those uh, resources, so they are going to give it their best. And uh, I would imagine they're going to be, you know, last year they were like the the top team or the second team. You know, Adrian and them were kind of one and two. And I, I think you probably will will see that again this season. But you never know. Now you're going to have more teams involved this season, obviously with a full full slate of teams playing and a full slate of games. So uh, we'll see what happens. But uh, Lindenwood is certainly. Uh, is going to try their best, certainly, to give it their all as they make ready to make that uh, that next step. Okay, let me tell you one other thing that I thought was pretty interesting uh, that, that Coach Zombo told us a couple Sunday nights ago. Um, the, the program is so strong at Lindenwood. Not only do they have a great facility and great backing for the university, but their support from donors for their club program, their ACHA D1 program, has been so strong that for the entire time that he's been the head coach there, his players have not had to pay a dime uh, to play hockey. They have to come and go to school and and go to, you know, pay for their classes or get loans or grants or whatever um, for their their education. But but they don't have to ever worry about paying an expense to play hockey. Oh, that's, that's such a, that's, that's such a burden lifted, I think, for, for them because... Well, yeah, look at the teams that have to go out and raise money, right? Yeah. Or, like, I know if you go to uh, Arizona State, for example, it's probably going to cost you about $2,600 a year uh, to participate if you uh, make a roster. So it, to have that amount lifted off your shoulders, uh, what a relief for a player, right? Yeah, I mean, it gives them more time to focus on, on the hockey uh, side of things instead of having to to pay to to play and and that to have the that you know that extra pressure i guess so to speak obviously there, there's always uh, pressure but to have a you know have this pressure that you invested all this money into into it but uh, you know that's could be a motivating factor too but yeah it's, that's a that's real interesting i didn't know that about the lindenwood program that they're they're in that it, kind of position it, that's very cool he, for them to, have, and to he, have that he brought that up to me outside of <laughs> i didn't ask he just told us uh, about it. So uh, when you think about that and you think about relevancy, right, uh, they managed to stay relevant through everything. And a lot of schools, as I mentioned, fought to stay relevant. 
Um, but anytime you can offer that type of a, a quote unquote club program to your student athletes, you're going to have a great upper hand. Like he said, that gives you a big advantage. Absolutely. Well, he said recruiting for him right now is basically he looks at a lot of tape, a ton of tape, and then he picks out this person, this person, this person, and he hands it off to his assistant coaches and they go after him and uh, they basically make the pitch. And if you, you want to be a part of it, you can, if you don't, you don't. So anyway, that's uh, off on the Lindenwood tangent just a little bit, but um, another big series coming up early on September 30th, university of Oklahoma at university of central Oklahoma. Uh, how fun is that one going to be? I always liked in in-state rivalries are always uh, kind of, kind of exciting in any sport uh, because of just the, there's so much added uh, for, for one, this is a league game. So it's, they're both in the same division and same league being in the WCHL. So there's that aspect of it because of, you know, there's, that's at stake, but just bragging rights for the, for the, um, the schools, you know, we talk about every year with the university of Arizona and ASU, the cactus cups, always a big deal between those two schools. And, and obviously Arizona's in possession of that and they're proud of that. And that's always a crowning achievement of the season. Um, even with the goal of making a tournament and everything in, in their hindsight as well. But uh, those kind of rivalries are great. UNLV in other sports, not in hockey yet, because we don't have one yet. But uh, the you know rivalry here with the school up north, the Wolfpack, the Nevada Wolfpack, and you know we always have great battles in football and basketball and the other NCAA sports here. So and those are always t- tense and extra energy motivated and stuff. But we see it in all around college sports with footballs and stuff. You know, with all these big these big sports, and you see it in hockey too, and with the NCAA sports and uh, in any level of sports. So uh, the in-state rivalries are always uh, really cool because of that and uh so that'll be exciting for those those two schools to to play as obviously they play every year and against each other but um to be your first game be against uh and it also makes the traveling very easy too because they don't have to go go very far either I mean, i'm not sure what the what the mileage difference is between the two two schools but um uh, it's, it, it's almost um it, it's almost vegas henderson it's that close one is in uh, <laughs> yeah. oklahoma city and one is in um um, Norman or something. Norman, isn't it? yeah, maybe it's Norman. Maybe. Um, it, it's close though. Uh, they're very, very close. So that'll be exciting. Um, what a way to, for them to start their season, though, to have their season against <laughs> Central Oklahoma. That's, that's that'll be their exciting. second weekend, but it'll be early. Oh, second so, week, yeah. so yeah, it'll yeah. be fun. Um, anything on the women's side of thing that you uh, spotted? I know that uh, ASU has continued to stay relevant by posting uh, different things on social media especially off-ice stuff with their strength and conditioning coach. But have you seen anything on the women's side that we should get in tonight? I haven't really had a chance to look too much into that. But uh, as you mentioned, ASU is getting ready for their season. You know, Grand Grand Canyon is as well. They have a women's program as well. And there's some other schools there. I think Utah has a women's program. And and it'll be exciting to, to see them and, and to give them some attention too. You know, not make it all about the men here and – and to see what the women can do and to, to see these teams actually get to, to play now, um, you know, as they're chomping at the bit to get onto the ice as all every team that didn't get to play is and, and to, to see what they can do. We've had Lindsay Ellis on in, in the women's program before, and uh, they're going to be uh, excited to, to, to guide their team and, and ready for a competitive season. Same with Grand Canyon and Utah and I'll have to look more into reading a, 
about what they've been up to the last couple weeks to get ready for the season. But it should be fun to to watch them too to battle it out on the ice uh, every night uh, that they're out there playing. I also want to throw out there that Liberty, which is usually uh, one of the top-ranked teams, also gets their season underway or uh, does so this weekend against Indiana and the University de- of Pennsylvania. And they're defending champs, I believe, for the women's uh, Division One team. So. Uh, yeah, on the women's side. I was talking on the men's side now. I kind of oh, jump, the men's side, jump yeah. ship on you there <laughs> yeah. a little bit. but <laughs> yeah. That's so anyway, all right. Uh, that's coming up. And, of course, Maryville. Uh, I want to get back to them as well because they uh, have a really strong schedule and a bunch of games early. Um, the 22nd on a Wednesday night, they're going to play uh, at McKendry, which is uh, another uh, – they're going to play – I don't know how they're doing this. I'm not sure which one is right. One of them says McKendry at Maryville. One says Maryville at McKendry. So well, the two teams are going to play somewhere. <laughs> how about that? <laughs> um and then if we look down the list, I mean, it's just one good game after another. Of course, I'm going to be in Utah on the uh, the first to see uh, Arizona take on Utah. And, um, of course, you'll be watching Illinois take on UNLV. And uh, it's just going to snowball from there, right? Yeah, I was listening to uh, assistant coach Nick Raboni. He did an interview with one of the radio stations here in town talking about their season and, and them getting ready. And, um, as you said, their first game is against Illinois, and uh, they're getting ready for that. They've been practicing, of course, and getting ready for the season. But, of course, the first game of the season is going to be on October 1st, which is, of course, uh, a significant day in the in the history of Las Vegas for a, unfortunate, for a sad reason. But it'll be, of course, the 1 October anniversary, four years, believe it or not. But uh, they plan on honoring uh, some of the 1 October survivors uh, during before the game that night. And I think they're going to have some, obviously, first responders and stuff will be able to have a a good discount to, to get in, but they also have some season tickets available too. So people can get on that. But, uh, but yeah, it's going to be, uh, it's going to be great for, for UNLV for, for them to get started. They've been ready to go and uh, <laughs> they're ready to get out there and, and start playing and, and uh, Illinois again, for a, a tough first opponent for them. Uh, but you know, UNLV so what, 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 what a better way, way to, to <laughs> what, yeah, exactly right. What better way to, to start your season and, and, you know, not ease into things and just, Get right out there and see where see where you are and and uh, I'm sure they're gonna be it's gonna be great it's gonna be great to see a, a full crowd uh, at City National again for for UNLV games and uh, it'll be hopefully the same with some of our other teams in the in the WCHL or across the ACHA really there's some great environments uh, in the ACHA uh, as you mentioned U- Liberty UNLV is gonna play at Liberty this year and um, they have a great crowd always for their games I know you you're trying to get out to to see a, a series of uh, for Liberty this year. And I'm hoping to maybe get out there at least with, for the UNLV series and, and go out there and watch them. So it's, uh, it's going to be, uh, it's going to be fun. I can't wait to, to see, see these teams ready it out and, and to see the, the passion that the, some of these fan bases have for their ACHA programs. Uh, certainly UNLV's gained a good following, but uh, Arizona has a good following there in Arizona and Tucson at their games. And uh, certainly ASU does too, uh, you know, even though they compete with the, the NCAA. Don't forget about Grand Canyon. Don't forget Grand about Canyon Grand as well. Canyon. No, I can't, I'm not going to forget about Grand Canyon. They're another one too. And they get, or Utah. They get Don't good, forget about Utah. <laughs> or Utah. Exactly. That's why I say there's just all there's just so many great great fan bases for these teams and uh, and obviously that's important because that's a lot of how they get their their money as we talked about earlier about raising uh, funds and stuff for for funding for seasons for travel and all the stuff that it, they entail. So um, 
yeah, let's uh, let's get to October first, or even just this weekend, because we got games this weekend, and then you mentioned other another team start up again the following weekend, and then October first, as you said, is when it really gets going. You see, uh, a lot of everybody will be hopefully, well, everybody will have played their first game, I think, by the time we get to October first. So uh, it's going to be exciting. Okay, so let's do your trivia question one more time. We still don't have a winner. Uh, so let's give them about another uh, 12 minutes or so to answer this one. Uh, and, we, and we talked about it during the show. As I said, we probably yeah. would. We mentioned it. We gave you the answer. So people were, people <laughs> were listening. I didn't mention it at the time. Like, oh, here's the answer to the trivia question that we're about to say. But people were listening. They, they, got, the, uh, they got the answer. So people Okay. Can... Give it a shot. Okay, so here it is. Okay, here's the trivia question once again. As we mentioned, Missouri State was the only team in the WCHL that actually got to play, got to play in the ACHA tournament. So the question is, is who was the team they played in the ACHA tournament this past April? And what, and bonus points or bonus prize, whatever, if you want to give us the score of that game and who won the game. So and to go. do that, it's a uh, sizzling September summer skates trivia question. So what you need to do is go into the uh, chat box if you're listening to us live. Uh, if for some reason we don't have a live winner tonight, you can go to uh, our Twitter handle and give us the answer that way. Um, we will award the prize to whoever gives us the first correct answer. That Twitter handle, you know this one well, A-C-H-A underscore I-T-H-S-W is uh, how you find us on Twitter, and we're still on that drive to get to 10,000. we got a way to go yet, but um, I'm confident we're going to get it done at some point. That's a that's an awful to say there. A-C-H-A underscore I-T-H-S-W. <laughs> say that five times fast. Yeah, but you don't have so to say much it. easier. If you type in A-C-H-A if you type it in, yeah. and you get to the underscore, the rest of it comes right up, doesn't it? Right, and you and you don't have to say it. You just have to type it on your computer or your iPad or your phone. Or A-C-H-A whatever to, underscore I-T-H-S-W. <laughs> there you go. Me, you're gonna I've, be, got, I've got six accounts be, plus my own, so I know all gonna, about how hard these are. I, I can just imagine what it's like for you when you go to bed at night, Scott, is you want to, you know, is manages all this and wants to, gets this operation going and stuff in your in your when you're getting ready for bed, you're just in your you got these cloud bubbles and you're just saying and maybe in a, on your breath or something. ACHA underscore ITHSW, <laughs> NHL underscore ITHSW, AHL underscore ITHS, and making sure you, you, you say them when you go to bed so you, you, you know remember what the them hardest all. part is, Stephen, about all that is, uh, you, as everybody knows, I cover NCAA, ACHA, AHL, and NHL. So um, I try to put stuff out on particular uh, Twitter handles first. So if it's an NCAA thing, it goes to at college hockey SW. So that's the hardest part is making sure that I'm on the right one to put it out right away. And then I usually go and I like and follow it and retweet it from uh, the other accounts. But that's uh, that's what I try to do is get to that first one uh, originally. And, and sometimes it can get really confusing when you're juggling six of them. You, you always... Uh, trying to double check and make sure you're getting the right things out there. But our thanks to our friends at Summer Skates for uh, jumping on board, being not only the official studio sponsor of uh, all of our podcasts, but also to uh, allow us to uh, give away some great prizes. So that continues through the month of September. Um, all right. We've got a few minutes left. Got anything else you want to talk about, or you want to talk a little bit about what you're doing this weekend with us? Well, I just think it's going to be as we kind of mentioned at the ACHA season. Uh, that's two things, or I'll say three things right now that I can think of that I'm I'm excited for in 
and and we've we've talked about all this before, but just to kind of encompass it all once again, one thing is that we're going to have hockey again. You know, we've talked about that before, and how much you know we've we've haven't had too much of it. We've we've had some of it at some level, but for the ACHA it was especially for the teams we cover, didn't get to see a lot of that. So just to be able to to see uh, CHA ACHA games again, to mention you know going to to UNLV or see these other teams come, there, maybe getting to go down to see some other of our teams play, and and just to see those those atmospheres and 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 the and the access we get because when you go and cover the NHL, the AHL and stuff, you, you don't get as maybe close to the action. Um, and, and certainly you, you do with the ACHA and, and you have a little bit more flexibility in what you can do. So it's, it's still great to be able to, and, and they, and they, and they need the coverage too, because you just don't get, they don't get as much attention as those other levels, obviously for, you know, for obvious reasons, but it's, it's great to be able to help be an outlet for these guys to, to, you know, and they love coming on our show. They love when we come and, and cover them and, and, get them on camera and, and, and hear from them and hear their stories and their views and, and what they're going through and, and they're, you know, after an exciting series or, or just about themselves. And so, so that's, that's going to be exciting to be, be able to really do that full on this year. Um, you know, since we've started doing this, this thing together, you know, we haven't really been able to, to do that. <laughs> we after finally that. had some games. So, <laughs> so we have some games finally to, to do that and in practice it hopefully go to whatever the case may be. So that'll be fun. The other thing is just, um, the level of hockey is we've talked about too on the previous shows is, and you've mentioned this when you went on your, your, and I forget what I shouldn't forget, but it's still over 7,000 mile trip 7, that you went on. 662 miles, my friend. <laughs> go, Don't you know, ever forget sorry, it. Don't April 4th forget and May 5th. I mean, April 5th and May 5th. <laughs> yes. But we talked about the, all the different levels of hockey you saw from the, you know, ACHA tournament, the NCAA, the AHL, ECH, all the levels basically. And, how close the the level of hockey is from one to the other. There's not as big of a, a gap and and as we've seen from one level to the other. And so that makes it all exciting that and specifically for our this program, the ACHA to to realize and for people to understand that the, the hockey you're gonna see at, at this level, for people that maybe are just kind of learning about ACHA hockey or getting familiar with it, it's good hockey. It's it's competitive hockey. Um, you know, Kenny McCunnan talked about it when he was on our show a couple a few weeks ago when he was here in Vegas. Um, it's it's great hockey. That it's uh, they they battle hard. It's um, it's it's fast. You know, a lot of these teams play fast, and um, you, you're going to come away. And it's good. It's it's a good value. I mean, a lot of these teams they they charge very little for their games. Uh, a very affordable, I guess, way I can put it. And you're going to be good games and good action. So. Um, if people have the opportunity to, to see some some of these ACHA teams, uh, please do. They 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 love when people come to their games, and they love the attention that they they get, and you know, and they, as they put it all out there for them. So, let me interject this. Well, yeah, add, you, you want to add something said. to that? I do. Um, I think also at the ACHA level, it's a true college experience. NCAA hockey is is a true college experience as well, but with the uh, the NILs that are now able to be signed by players and, and given, uh, you know, I saw like that's a game changer for college sports, at least at the NCAA level in, in football. I mean, uh, I saw a guy quarterback for somewhere down South Florida or Florida state or Georgia or somebody was getting a million dollars a year now in endorsement deals for signing cards. Um, that that's unheard of. But when you get back to the ACHA level, these guys are the true college athletes now. They're the ones that are bringing that college spirit, playing for their team, playing for how that saying go, playing for the name on the front and not on the back. Um, so yeah, it's it's good for that. I do want to spend the last couple of minutes though and just let people know 
um, there's going to be some really exciting hockey that you're going to be witness to this weekend uh, in Arizona because when I was looking down the list of the players that are going to be on those rosters, I believe Anaheim has six um, NHL first-round draft picks. Uh, Jamie Drysdale is going to be playing. Trevor Zegers is going to be playing. Um, LA's got four or five first-round picks on their uh, rookie roster. Uh, the Coyotes have a pretty decent rookie roster. Of course, Vegas always has a good rookie roster. Um, and then you add San Jose to the mix and Colorado. Man, oh, man, you're going to see some real superstars up close and personal if you're able to get to uh, to Scottsdale and Glendale this weekend. Yeah, and I believe the tickets are going to be pretty affordable, too, for those games. So Extremely people will affordable. be able to. And, and, and of course, um, the uh, of course the games that the Coyotes are involved in are going to be at the home of the Coyotes, at Keeler River, River Arena. So. Right. Right, and then You're the rest there of Friday the, night, right? <laughs> I'll be there Friday night. Seth and I will battle it out in the press box as the two teams battle it out on the ice. I'm sure. Spin <laughs> and I will meet first time in person. Uh, well, I think I've seen him, and he used to do. Maybe, I think I've met him before, but uh, but it's been a while. But yeah, it's gonna be uh, it's gonna be great. And of course, the uh, the rest of the actions in, in Ice Den at Scottsdale. So that's a nice place and, there. And so I must throw this out there for people. It starts on Friday afternoon. Uh, Saturday, all teams take the day off. They'll play again Sunday afternoon, and they will play again Monday morning. And by 2 o'clock Monday, everything will be wrapped up, and uh, we'll have everything for you on the Twitter handles and through Instagram, and we'll do some different uh, different uh, media outlet-type things that um, we'll tell you about as we get a little closer to uh, Friday, Sunday, and Monday. I won't be back in the Valley until Saturday, but I will be there for Sunday and Monday, and in the meantime, you and Rob and and uh, Seth will and Tom Callahan and will be also be there. We'll uh, get everything wrapped up for us. Yeah, it's going to be a lot of fun, and uh, I think I'm sure the games will be streamed as well. Uh, you know, for people that the fans of those teams that want to watch the action, I think there are going to be ways to to be able to view that. Uh, on your, on the respective teams' websites, so people can do that if they're not able to be in Arizona for those uh, games this weekend. Uh, but as I mentioned, the from the Golden Knights' perspective, their first game is Friday, seven thirty against Arizona, and that's in Glendale at Gila River. Then uh, Sunday, uh, Saturday, at the, you're right, they're off, but I believe there's there is some practice involved. Uh, at least I saw that from what the schedule I got from the Golden Knights side of things. They'll be practicing Saturday, but there's no game Saturday. And then Sunday, they'll play the Sharks at two p.m. at the uh, Scottsdale Ice Den, and then, uh, and then the Monday uh, against the Kings. So that's from the Golden Knights perspective. But all the the team, the six teams will will play. Not not everybody will play everybody, but they'll each team will play three games against three different opponents. So, um, so the Golden Knights, it's cool because they'll get to play one game in an NHL rink at the Gila River Arena against the Coyote rookies, and then, um, you know, they'll get to play a couple other games too. So it's, uh, it's going to yeah, be great, be but it's going to be great for all the six teams involved and, and their fan bases. It'll be great. There's a lot, as you said, there's a lot of good rookies. I was just looking at the Golden Knights <laughs> ones and I, I'm thinking like Caden Korzak and, uh, and uh, who else? You got uh, Pavel Dorfea. Remember him from last year at the Silver Knights and Jack Dugan as well. And uh, Marcus Kakalini, he played some games last year for the Silver Knights. Peyton Krebs, Jermaine Lowe, and Maxim Mirshev. I mean, it's, some AHL players here from last season, at least. Well, here's the thing, Stephen. You're going to see some guys that are going to make the jump this year and uh, get NHL playing time, or you're going to see some of the very best in the AHL. So it's a win-win either way, the way I see it. Speaking of win-wins, the uh, Kraft Hockeyville winners from uh, before the pandemic. Oh, goodness. The poor El Paso. 
they're finally going to get to have their game. It's going to be uh, October 3rd in El Paso. It'll be the Arizona Coyotes and the Dallas Stars doing battle. And um, if you're not familiar with the Craft Hockeyville uh, contest, it is fantastic. And the Rhinos have made such a big jump over the last couple of years. They now have uh, an NAHL3 team and an NAHL team who coincidentally will be playing right here in Minneapolis-St. Paul area um, this weekend in their NAHL Jamboree. So all kinds of connections, and, and we're excited for it that. All, it all kind of dots. I, I, I feel like getting out a piece of paper and just drawing out a big diagram. In some way, it all it all connects one with another, you know, it, and that's just how the hockey world works. It just all kind of, whether it's all scattered around, but at some point, there's always a connection there somewhere. It's like the seven degrees of uh, Kevin Bacon there, or you just everything kind of is related in some way and it tied in. And that's just how great, how tight the hockey uh, community is. And just it, whether it's the NHL level or whatever. So it's, uh, you know, it's how great crazy. that the Coyotes are involved in that. And uh, I'm sure we'll have somebody representing our coverage there from that. And it's going to be great. So, you know, how um, crazy uh, it was. Uh, we had the uh, Sunday night, we had the head coach and director of hockey for men's and women's hockey at Robert Morris the program that lost their program and now is trying to get it reinstated. Uh, we had Derek Schooley on and uh, Derek said, yeah, you know, I said, we were asking him what he was planning on doing. He said, well, I'm starting to recruit again for next season. And uh, I'm going to be up in Minnesota on Friday at the, uh, at the NAHL Jamboree. And I'm going like, you're going to be in Minnesota Friday. So am I. <laughs> so it's kind of one of those funny deals where we just end up in different places. So, who knows? You never know where you're going to see. I flew uh, today from uh, Scottsdale or from Phoenix to Minneapolis with Mike Madonna on my flight. So, yeah, it was. Uh, oh, look at that name drop right there. No big yeah. deal. Just just Mike Madonna. <laughs> yeah, pretty uh, pretty classic. He lives in, in Scottsdale, so I'm sure going back to Minnesota to do a few things too. So, anyway, um, if you don't have anything else, we'll say goodnight and uh, tell everybody to tune in again Sunday night for uh, College Hockey Southwest Live. We'll have a full recap of the NCHC Media Day. Stephen and I will be back next Wednesday, and who knows, we might have a very special guest on next Wednesday. That's all I'm going to say at this point. Oh, I like that tease. Uh, can't wait for that. But right now, let's remind folks that Club Hockey Southwest Weekly was brought to you by Boost Mobile. Whether it's a new phone for yourself or child's first phone, go to BoostMobile.com and click on Deals to find the phone that's right for you. Caesars Entertainment, wherever you're bound, there's bound to be a Caesars Resort across the U.S. or worldwide. UNLV Hockey, play ACHA D1 Hockey in Hockey Mad Las Vegas. Go to RebelHockey.com and see if the bright lights and championship mindset is for you. By OxyPal, the all-natural way to take the funk out of your sports equipment or your office at OxyPal.com. Jesse Ray's Barbecue, 5611 South Valley View Boulevard in Las Vegas. Minutes from Allegiant Stadium. Perfect place to get your pregame meal for a Raiders game. You can get a loaded in Vegas dish or a rack of ribs. This is barbecue, Las Vegas style. By Summer Skates. Summer's still going on. It certainly, it feels like it outside, and the ice always needs some help. You can get your personalized koozies and more. Go to icetimehockeysw.com slash partners and click on the Summer Skates banner. The University of Arizona ACHA D1 Hockey, home of the two-time defending WCHL champions. By M-Drive, supplements to fuel your drive. Visit mdriveformen.com and refine your prime with M-Drive. And by Behind the Mask, in the net, up the ice, or in line, serving the Arizona hockey community and beyond since 1994. See us at behindthemask.com. 
Club Hockey Southwest Weekly and all the Ice Time Hockey SW podcasts are live every week on the Podbean app, available for download at Apple Podcasts, Podbean, the Google Play Store, Spotify, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, and then the TuneIn app. Ask Alexa to turn on your ITHSW podcast. <laughs> Club Hockey God, Southwest Weekly is a part of the IceTimeHockeySW.com network, and we want to mention also that our shows are coming to you from the Summer Skate Studios as well, so that's great as well and yes <laughs> this time we're not gonna we're not gonna try the electric thing <laughs> we're gonna get that figured out I, I love that though I, I rob and i had a good laugh about that on monday night too uh no sparkles to, tonight yeah he likes to try that too and i told him i said just stop don't even try it right now <laughs> just type it in your your uh search bar or whatever uh for your podcast and you'll find it at ithsw podcast all one word um easy to find easy to find yeah absolutely Okay, great stuff again as usual. More great games coming up this weekend and, of course, leading into the uh, 1st of October because hashtag is it October yet is uh, is hanging around. Uh, I will see you this weekend uh, in uh, sunny and hot Arizona. Uh, fly safely and uh, have a good trip. We'll say goodnight, everybody, with little Roger Klein, the Peacemakers, De Niro. Good night. Have a good week, everyone. <laughs>